Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 54 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Raspberries, with my co-host, the Buck Rundle, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the internet. Buck, how have you been? I have been fantastic. Oh, man been been actually quite an awesome week you know i've got the bucklings up you know got my kids the that's bucklings. right <laughs> <laughs> that's I, awesome I don't, I don't know if they're gonna like that particular moniker because i just made it up but i like it and i think i might actually put it on a towel or two but either way they're here and I also had a uh, a nice visit with a physical therapist because I started going to physical therapy. Yay! Yay! And so I go in there and they look at me and they're like, yeah, you're fucking bad. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm a little rough. Got some gristle on me. And they're like, so, uh, you know, that's a pretty, pretty cool wheelchair. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty hip. And they were like, well... Would you, you like know, a cooler uh, one? <laughs> They, you know, we think that you might need something better. I'm like, you're talking about getting me a hipper chair? They're like, yeah. I'm like, whoa. Like, I already got, like, I already got a pretty awesome freaking chair. I mean, like, it goes seven miles an hour. It's got a really comfy, like, super awesome seat cushion on it. But it's got no back support. So they they are very concerned about this because I'm starting to look like the hunchback of of, uh, of my town in Virginia, <laughs> and uh, they 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 want that to not happen. So they're like, "But we're going to have to get your doctor to sign off on it." And I was like, "You know what? My doctor will write me a letter to get Ray Charles a driver's license." I was like, "Don't you even worry about the admin side of this. I got that all figured out there, bro. If you say." that we should make it a go, then I will get my team of professionals, a.k.a. all my buddies named Ologist, and they will they will enforce, write letters, and I will have said chair. And I, I, like, I can already feel it. The back support, the goodness, laying down flat. You know, I'm... I'm like I'm already imagining like how I'm going to use zip ties and key rings to trick this new chair out. Like it's going to be awesome. Well, we were we did talk about your chair ever so briefly before the show started, and uh, we did determine that you will not be having an OnlyFans page. No. <laughs> no. Unfortunately, no. There is a weight limit to these things. Fair and, enough. Uh, and you know, I. I it's it's 300 pounds as a weight limit. I weigh a buck 80. I mean, like, I'm sure I could find a uh, a partner within the weight limit parameters, but it would be a very irresponsible use of this particular mobility aid. And I'm sure the Kate, a caregiver Katie would have at least three questions. I, I think there'd be more than questions. I'm being nice. Yes. Well, let's move on into our stories because this week we got we got a we got a, a small number of them, but this is being reported by Local Ten News out of Florida. Two men were flying to get tacos when small plane went down in the Everglades. <laughs> I, I want to have the kind of money where I can fly somewhere for the perfect taco. Well, Jose Ikari says he and his pilot friend were flying from Tam. T-A-M-I-A-M-I. Tamama? I don't know. Somewhere in Florida. To Arcadia to grab some tacos on Tuesday when the engine of their small plane failed and they landed in a remote area of the Florida Everglades, miraculously unscathed. We were flying 2,000 feet and we had engine failure. We looked at each other and we were like, we're alive. That doesn't happen very often. Sky 10 was over the scene before noon when the men were rescued near mile marker 55 on I-75. The men were seen walking around on the ground. Uh, Our cameras then captured a Miami-Dade fire rescue chopper hoisting the men into a helicopter at times uh, using a harness. 
The Federal Aviation Administration says the single-engine Piper PA-32 made a forced landing on the highway in the Everglades approximately 20 miles north of Ochopee, Florida, around 9.50 a.m. We were going down, and we were trying to reach I-75, but we just couldn't make it. Fire Rescue took the pilot back to the airport and brought uh, Akari to a nearby fire control station where he reunited with his mother. The two embraced and discussed the scary moment when they thought that he wouldn't make it. People usually don't survive this kind of stuff. And the rate that we were descending, we were in a dive. I was thinking about my grandpa. He's up there and he will save me. He saved me today. <laughs> Although terrifying, it, is, it truly makes for a Taco Tuesday tale that the two men were lucky to live to tell. Not a good day for it to get tacos, Enrique choked, though he and his mother said they still plan to get tacos later Tuesday. Okay, well, believe it or not, those those planes actually crash quite often, and uh, people survive them all the time. So it's a, not not to diminish the fact that they were in a freaking plane crash, but they keep saying over and over again, people don't survive, people don't survive. Yes, they do. They survive those all the time. Uh, but... Just the fact that they were just going to take their plane and go to get tacos. I mean, that's that's the kind of like just disposable income I need in my life. I believe they have a term for that, Raz, and it is white privilege. These guys are both Hispanic. Don't you dare. Yeah, don't you dare. You know, uh, man, that is just. This just this just goes to show you that <laughs> I gotta pay a little bit closer attention. <laughs> so does does your mouth now taste exactly like foot? <laughs> oh hell no. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean like it's just one of those moments that you just gotta turn into humor. Like, yep. You know, if I were to try to spin it around and be like, well, this is what I meant. No, I just wasn't paying the fuck attention close enough. Like, yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to, like, if we got to admit to being a fuck up somewhere, I might as well just pull the pants right off of that one. <laughs> but no, man, being able to just, like, fly and grab a taco, like, what a life. What a freaking that, that, life. <laughs> like, that's that seriously is a... Uh, it's really something to, that you could actually legit brag about. Like, that's not even like, you know, saying, like, you know, somebody looks at you and is like, oh, yeah, that's something to brag about. It's like, no, 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 this literally is something to brag about. It's like, hey, bitch, if I wanted to, I could just hop my plane and go get a fucking taco. What do you think of that? I, you know? I knew friends up home when we lived in Pennsylvania. They would drive two or three hours to Philly for a cheesesteak, and I thought that was ridiculous. <laughs> course i hate cheesesteak so you know <laughs> i mean that being said I, I have driven an hour for a waffle house before just saying ditto ditto hash browns double order dice chopped and covered thank you much not nah, just country style man just country that way they throw on the uh the sausage gravy and that's it that's all you need waffle house hash browns with sausage gravy done that's a meal. <laughs> Never had it with sausage gravy. Yeah, that's country style. Dude. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, that's one of the worst things about living down here now is I got no no Waffle House. I got no Bojangles. Uh, my choice in a lot of places are somewhat limited and like everybody in town's very excited right now because we're getting chick-fil-a and a starbucks sometime in the next year um yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah they're all excited about that i'm excited just for the burger king that we might be getting you know (laughs) oh wow you are on the mildly less light side of the moon over there oh yeah Yeah, you you were going to be thoroughly disappointed when you come down here for this fall. <laughs> I grew up in Berkeley Springs. I doubt that the I doubt that, you know, that wherever you are has something that's going to Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I'm not going to face No. If I finish that statement, you will you will take that statement as a challenge. I am no longer interested. 
I'm sure you're right. I will be thoroughly disappointed. <laughs> but there's a weed shop in every corner, so you should be happy about that. Uh, I'm not going to act happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next story we have is being reported by NBC News. Cincinnati police warning drivers to roll up windows after cicada causes car crash. Police in Cincinnati are warning drivers to roll up their windows during this year's cicada invasion after a man crashed his car when one of the insects flew into his face while he was driving on Monday. While we like to have fun on social media from time to time, this is serious. This evening, a young woman traveling on Riverside Drive drove through a large swarm of cicadas. One of them flew into the driver's compartment through an open window and struck him in the face. Now, is this a woman or a dude? Because it's saying... It's saying both, <laughs> but either way, this is say a young person uh, and temporarily stunning him. Uh, he then crashed into a utility pole. Police say the man's car was likely total, but he was spared from serious injury because he was wearing a seatbelt and his airbags opened. Billions of cicadas have emerged from the underground for the first time in 17 years to take part in a noisy, month-long mating ritual. The periodic, yeah, periodical insects, also known as brood X, spent most of their lives undergrounds, feeding on roots before tunneling to the surface to look for mates. Historically, each time they emerge, there have been several car crashes attributed to their presence. This year is no different. <laughs> Remember to keep your windows rolled up until our little red-eyed friends are gone for good. Um, I think my biggest problem with the whole thing is calling them our little red-eyed friends. They're not friends at all. I mean, I cannot stand these little bastards. They are some yeah. of the most annoying uh, creatures on Earth. Agreed. And let's just go right back into the article, and I will say this. You know, putting myself in the shoes of this of this person driving the car, if I were approaching a swarm of cicadas in my vehicle, I would not be worried about, you know, crashing my vehicle, no matter how many of them. Like... A wall of cicadas would be somewhat intimidating, but I think my car could handle it. However, step fucking one upon seeing this would be window <laughs> up. That would be like I, I I think that I would be con- more concerned with getting that fucking window up than I would be with actually staying within the lines on the road. If I were to see myself approaching a swarm. And then this lady only gets hit by one? Well, one came in the window and got her. Yeah. Or him. I'm not sure which. (laughs) Doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're approaching a swarm of, like, nuisance insects. And you're going to just, like, gamble with your window down? Well, shame on you. No no shit you wrecked. It's like like walking into the flock of birds and wondering, maybe I should look up. (laughs) Or... It's like, yeah, let me go approach this uh, flack of seagulls with uh, french fries in my pocket. Let's see uh, Let's see what happens here. Well, first, make sure you toss out uh, tons of emodium. <laughs> Man. Yeah. If you ever want to have a party, make sure you invite Raz. <laughs> <laughs> Box McDonald's french fries and a, and a pack of an emodium AD. We're in business, baby. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Well, the next story we have is from the Press Democrat. And let's see. A man with meth stuck for two days in fan shaft outside Santa Rosa. <laughs> a man claims he spent two days in a fan shaft in a outs- uh, field outside Santa Rosa before he was rescued Tuesday morning. He was discovered on Piner Road near Boss Road around 8.20 a.m. after sheriff's deputies responded to a call about a suspicious vehicle parked in the area. After finding a hat on a piece of farming equipment, the deputy discovered a man inside the shaft of a uh, vineyard fan, and firefighters were called to rescue him. He was identified as as a 38-year-old Santa Rosa man. The man indicated he liked to take pictures of the engines of old farm equipment. Sheriff's officials said in a uh, Facebook post, After a thorough investigation, which revealed the farm equipment was an antique and the man had far more methamphetamine than camera equipment, (laughs) the motivated to climb into the fan shaft remains a total mystery. (laughs) He had far more methamphetamine than camera equipment. 
<laughs> Sergeant Juan uh, Valencia said the man was capable of communicating with authorities. The sheriff's office said he needed medical treatment, but was expected to make a full recovery. Charges of trespassing and drug possession will be pursued, according to the sheriff's office. He is also facing allegations related to probation violations in an unspecified case. Lovely. I mean, you've you've experimented with recreational drugs. Um, You ever just woken up someplace that you can't get out of on your own? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. But again, you know, I've always, you know, I've experimented with some recreational drugs, you know, and I will fully disclose that it's been like weed, hash, mushrooms, peyote. And I did LSD once. So as far as like my experience goes, it is not like as vast as, as, you know, others. So when you start talking about shit like meth and coke and ecstasy and things like that, like. That's like hardcore stuff, man. I only swam in in the kiddie pool, you know. I, I I don't you know, like I'm not I'm not really super experienced. So no, I I personally have never put myself in a situation to where I would wake up in a space that I would not recognize. Like that, that to me, the the thought of that even being a possibility has always been enough of a t- of a deterrent to keep me from doing stuff like that. But that, again, that's just me personally. I, I've just never liked the concept of doing things that you wouldn't otherwise normally do because the drugs say that you're going to do them. <laughs> uh, and that and the fact that, you know, we both worked in law enforcement in various forms over the years, and I've seen what that kind of stuff can do. But, you know, if, <laughs> you know, this guy, you know, he could have died. But, you know, he woke up inside of a piece of equipment and couldn't get out. And, frankly, that's funny to me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then he goes and tries to tell the cop. It's like, oh, yeah, I got a thing for, you know, large equipment engines on on farm stuffs. Got a thing. (laughs) Cop's sitting there like, a likely story. A likely story. Uh No. (laughs) Sorry, dude. Try try that one again. You want to... I'll tell you what. I'll give you three seconds to come up with something better. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> he, he better have been some stereotypical big-ass Irish fella after that. Cause that's the only thing I can picture now. <laughs> it's oh. like, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's... Uh, if you're stuck inside of a piece of farm equipment, what the hell else are you going to say? Like, there's not a lot of straws you can grab at. Like, at least the guy came up with something. Well, he had like, plenty of time to think something up. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's better than the parachute didn't open and here I am. It's like, no, dude. <laughs> no, 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 no. At least, at least he, he took a shot. And that's, that's what's important here, folks. If you're going to be a social liability, at least give us something that we can go with. That You know, put some sizzle on the steak. You know, that's a, that's a great addition to the story. You know, we get to we get to hear his, you know, dickweed, you know, response. Like, and so guess what he told the cop? Yeah, yeah. I just want to take a picture of the engine. I swear. <laughs> Taking a picture of the engine, I fell in. It's like you know, you're back into a tree. It's like it popped out of nowhere. Well, in, in yeah, fairness, about in fairness, about 100 we, fucking years ago. In fairness, we did have a story last week of a guy falling inside of a paper mache dinosaur and dying. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. But we can't get his side of the story. (laughs) True that. Well, our next story is coming from the Columbus Dispatch. GOP invited Ohio doctor Sherry Tenpenny falsely tells Ohio lawmakers COVID-19 shots magnetize people and create a 5G interface. Okay. In a packed hearing room in the Ohio State House... Republican lawmakers gave the microphone to a known conspiracy theorist who has spread information about COVID-19 vaccinations. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, oh my God, she's a doctor, a physician licensed in Ohio and author of Saying No to Vaccines, shared her views promoting her credentials and fielded questions for more than 45 minutes during a House Health Committee hearing on House Bill 248. I'm sure you've seen pictures all over the internet of people who've had these shots and now they're magnetized. 
<laughs> Middleburg. No, whoa, 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 real quick before you go on. Did it mention in the article how she was sporting the finest Reynolds wrap headgear? <laughs> she did not she did not have a tinfoil hat on, but she did have the Karen haircut, just saying. Oh my gosh. Uh, you can put a key on their forehead and it sticks. You can put a spoon in forks all over and they can stick because they now think there is a metal piece to that. Take a shower. <laughs> Most of the things you just mentioned are aluminum. They're not to begin with you fucking quack (laughs) oh Jesus Um, later there was some show and tell (laughs) Joanna Overholt a a registered nurse from Strongville defended Tenpenny's testimony and placed a key in a hairpin against her chest and neck explain to me why the key sticks to me it sticks to my neck too so yeah, if somebody could explain that, that would be great. She said as the key failed to stick to her neck. <laughs> Pictures of people sticking pennies and magnets to their arms have been debunked by scientists and public health officials. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention issued a bulletin last week clearing the air. All COVID-19 vaccines are free from metals such as iron, nickel, cobalt, lithium, and rare earth alloys, as well as any manufactured products such as uh, microelectronics, electrodes, and carbon uh, nanotubes, and nanowire semiconductors. In addition, the t- typical dose for COVID-19 vaccine is less than a milliliter, which is not enough to allow magnets to be attached are, are yeah attracted to your vaccine site even if the vaccine was filled with a magnetic metal tenpenny also mentioned the false claim that the vaccine contains particles that can connect to the 5g wireless network <laughs> there have been people who have long suspected there is some sort of interface yet to be defined interface which has been injected into those shots all over the 5g towers <laughs> House Health Committee Chairman Scott Lips said he allowed Tenpenny to testify at the insistence of State Representative Jennifer Gross, a Republican from Westchester, who is the primary sponsor of House Bill 248. Uh, Senator Representative, I'm sorry, State Rep Beth Liston, uh, Democrat from Dublin, a physician with a PhD in public health, questioned Tenpenny during the interview drawing out even more extreme positions. Oh, God, it gets worse. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Liston said the Ohioans, Ohioans deserve better. We are hearing testimony on a bill that will lead to outbreaks of disease and are invited vaccine experts, including known conspiracy theorists talking about magnets and cell towers, along with her followers. The only benefit of this testimony is that it exposes who exactly supports House Bill 248, individuals with absurd and uninformed and dangerous beliefs. The testimony came in a third hearing on House Bill 248, which includes a wish list of items sought by vaccine opponents. Prominent testimony stretched on for five hours. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> We're going to give you these needles and you're going to become magnetized and become antennas for 5G networks. <laughs> All right. So my only question is, is, what is the name of this vaccine and where can I get it? Because I want I want 5G. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I want 5G. You haven't got vaccinated yet? No. Uh, well, I have been vaccinated, but I'll take it again if I can get 5G. Yeah, the internet in your area sucks. So, yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, seriously, man. Come on. Put on red and spin the wheel. Oh, well, you shouldn't have too much vaccine. What, is it going to affect my ability to walk? (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Buck. Our next story is coming out of KCCI Des Moines, Channel 8. And I haven't read this yet, as mostly I don't. But just the, uh, the, the, the headline. The headline caught me. Mobile home community fed up with raw sewage, gunshots, and flying axes. <laughs> yeah. Flying axes. That's the one. That's the, that's the linchpin of this story, man. 
that's what that's that's what's getting their foot in the door here. Social liability podcast, folks. You got a flying axe, you'll probably make the show. Well, this is being reported out of Berwick, Iowa. Residents of the Sunnybrook Mobile Home Park say they've had to deal with raw sewage, gunshots, and flying axes with little help from the property management on site. Randy Attest reached out to KCCI about raw sewage flowing from the pipes and onto his yard. He said he had been dealing with the issue for more than a week. It's nasty, and I don't want to live like this. After KCII visited Sunbrook in the morning, they sent out a crew in the afternoon to fix the pipe, and they put the Attest family in a hotel for the evening. Neighbors of Attest say there's another list of issues they're not, talk- they're not taking care of. Zach Sessions lives in Sunnybrook and said the roads are in such poor condition that people driving on them constantly scrape the bottoms of their cars. Haven Park Communities uh, owns the Sunnybrook Mobile Home Development. <laughs> Mobile Home Development. Oh, yeah. I always called them the mobile home park or the uh, trailer park. (laughs) But this is a mobile home development. Well, that's one step up from trailer park and one step down from a mobile home community. It's trying to upgrade. It's it's like it's trying to step up. You know? Is it, though? It's like the progression. Is it, though? You know what? (laughs) They say you can't put lipstick on a pig. You know? This is one example where they're giving it their all. Well, Sunnybrook Mobile Home Development said they are working on the road starting in mid-July. Beyond that, Sessions claims that another residence was waving a gun in the air with children around. When he attempted to calm the man down, he grabbed another weapon. He grabbed a two-sided overhand axe out of his yard with the axe blades on both sides and overhead tomahawks it across the street at me. Sessions also has friends in the mobile home development who had to uh, had a bullet ripped through their home over Memorial Day weekend. Savannah Lawson said a 22 rifle bullet was in her bathroom after piercing their bedroom wall and walk-in closet. What freaking mobile home has a walk-in closet? <laughs> just, just saying, there's some holes in the story here. Uh, they said they had filed a police report but did not get any assistance from management on the property. It's impossible to get hold of management. She still hasn't called me about the bullet hole. Sean King from Haven Park Community says he hasn't heard the bullet piercing a resident's home or the axe being thrown at another resident's, but said safety of our residents is first and foremost. So a lot of that doesn't actually sound like it's the uh, the property management company's issue. It sounds like that's more of a law enforcement issue. You know, I mean, what do you want them to do? <laughs> if if your neighbor you know yeets a freaking axe. Dear God, what was that? I just heard a big kaboom. Anyway, if one of my neighbors yeets an axe at me, I'm probably calling the cops long before I deal with, you know, I'm going to call the landlord. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it, yeah, I can see the raw sewage thing. The calling su- the landlord the about sewage, it. the sewage in the roads. Okay, I got that. I understood that. Yeah, but, but the other stuff, it's like. Mm. Maybe you should call the landlord about it after the police have been notified. Like that, that's a good move. Or maybe not. Like you, maybe not live in a trailer park. <laughs> mobile home development, Raz. Okay. Yeah, maybe not live in the mobile home development then. <laughs> uh, this, you know, face it, man. It's just a trailer park. You son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 have you have you ever lived in a trailer park? Yeah, you remember when oh, I lived there with uh, Daryl? Yeah, I do remember you lived in a trailer park. You guys drove the purple sparkle car and wore matching outfits. I remember. But you know what? We listened to Billy Joel, and we had the windows down, and could not figure out why people thought we were gay. <laughs> we just neither one of us. And you, were, and you were both wearing tight blue jeans and tight white t-shirts. I've never worn tight blue jeans in my entire life, thank you. But they were blue. <laughs> they were not tight. Okay. I'll, I will hop to everything else but that. That did not happen. <laughs> Pixar didn't happen, Raz. Pixar didn't happen. And then all of a sudden we're like, holy crap, Puck's getting married. <laughs> That was a huge shocker to a lot of people. They're like, to a woman? And it, <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't to Daryl. 
<laughs> I don't know. He might have been disappointed. <laughs> he might have thought he had a good he thing was... going. Uh, a little bit. A little bit. I am a great roommate. I, I am very supportive. Well, this next story comes from Fox News. Retired nun to plead guilty to embezzling $835,000 from Los Angeles schools for her gambling habit. See what they did there? Habit, nun, bah. <laughs> A retired Los Angeles nun will be pleading guilty to embezzling $835,000 from the elementary school where she worked in order to cover her gambling habits and other personal expenses. Mary Margaret, Mary Margaret Cruper, 39, was charged with one count of wire fraud and one count of money laundering on Tuesday and has agreed to plead guilty, according to a release form from the U.S. Attorney's Office uh, for the Central District of California. Cruper had been taking a vow of poverty as a nun, working as a principal at St. James Catholic School in Torrance for 28 years and allegedly embezzling the funds for 10 years until her retirement in 2018. The community of faith at St. James was shocked and saddened by these actions, and the parish, the school, and the archdiocese reported the matter and fully cooperated with the authorities in the criminal investigation. The Archdiocese of Los Angeles has reported discrepancies in school funds in the 2018 to authorities, um, according to the Los Angeles Times. Cooper's lawyer, Mark Bain, said she was very remorseful over her alleged crimes. No, she's pleading guilty. They're not alleged anymore. Adding that yeah. a mental illness clouded her judgment. Mm, uh, I think she's only sorry and so remorseful because she got fucking caught. Indeed. That's that's how that works, folks. Let's just not... Let's just, just, just call it out. She's not, she doesn't feel bad for what she did. That's not how this shit works. Raz and I worked around criminals for, you know, a number of years. Very rarely are people really truly... No, 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 no. I'm not going to say rarely. But there are there are a multitude of instances where people are really not sorry for what they did. They're only sorry because they got caught. Indeed. Uh said she was very remorseful over her alleged crimes, adding Mount Hill has uh, clouded her judgment. Uh, she, spent her, she has spent her life helping others. She was charged for the uh, tuition and fee payments as well as charitable donations, and she controlled several of the school's credit union accounts during her time at the school. Cooper allegedly diverted money into the St. James Convent account and the St. James Savings account to pay for expenses that the order would not approve much less pay for including large gambling expenses incurred at casinos and certain credit card charges. She also allegedly admitted to falsifying monthly and annual financial reports for the board to cover the theft and, quote, lulled St. James School and the administration into believing the school's finances were being properly accounted for and its financial assets properly safeguarded, which in turn allowed Defendant Kruper to maintain her access and control of the school's finances and accounts and thus continue operating the fraudulent scheme, end quote. (laughs) Uh, The school has not commented on the charges. The two charges carry a maximum sentence of 40 years. Dear Lord. Question of the day is how much time will she actually get? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm saying maybe a year. Maybe. Man. <laughs> Dear Lord. Okay. Maybe it's a goddamn nun, man. Come on. You're supposed to... People wonder why churches have such a bad like rap to deal with stuff, you know? It's like, come on. Yep. Well, I mean, like that's just that just goes to show you everybody's capable of being a dick. Yeah. Well, the next one's being reported out of the Osceola News. Os- naked Osceola woman tased after destroying Outback, Mojo Grill, and Rampage. <laughs> I've never understood that people get so angry they get naked. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just, I'm, I'm, hey, uh, so, I'm so angry that I'm going to strip. Yeah, that's always that's that's actually never even been one of like the available options in like my menu of things to do while angry. 
<laughs> like, even when flaming mad, I've never thought to take off my clothing. And even then, I'm flaming mad. Oh my lord, I found the video. People have video of this happening. <laughs> I'm, I'm finding images and videos of it all of a sudden. Uh, an OCL woman was charged with aggravated battery after being found naked and erratically throwing alcohol bottles at Outback and Mojo Grill near Silver Springs. The Osceola Police Department officers responded to the Mojo Grill on Silver Springs Boulevard because of reports of a 53-year-old Tina Kynard acting out of control. The reports stated the female was topless and banging on tables and windows. Kindred had flipped over a few tables and was last seen trying to get into a customer's car. Kindred was found driving recklessly in the parking lot before exiting the parking lot, according to the sheriff's report. Prior to arriving at Mojo Grill, another call was received of a similar incident. The call was from the Outback Steakhouse on the same road. The call reported Kindred arrived naked and acting crazy. <laughs> I think arriving naked you know, encompasses the acting crazy. I don't think you have to have them as two separate things. Uh, while, bra- while breaking things in the bar, the officer on scene opened the front door of the business and saw glass and liquor all over the bar. Kindred was found naked with bottles in her hands. <laughs> when she noticed the officer, she drew her arm back with a bottle of liquor in her hands. Kindred then threw the bottle at the officer, and the officer was able to dodge it. The second bottle was thrown at the officer's head and touched his arm, leaving alcohol residue on him. Oh no, he got splashed! <laughs> Uh, Kindred threw another bottle and approached the officer as he was yelling, get on the ground. The officer used his taser. It says taser seven. I don't know what that means. Maybe seven times in an attempt to defuse the situation. Kindred lowered to the floor and the officer used a one five second cycle with the taser seven. I don't know what a taser seven is. Uh, And Kindred put her hands behind her back. Kendra was placed in handcuffs and transported to the Advent Health for treatment. Uh, the exact dollar amount of the damages is unknown, but the report stated the unexpected total will be in the the expected total will be in the thousands of dollars. Kindred said she chose Modril Grill because of the owner and felt that if he was and felt as if he was not honest. She admitted she entered the business, but claimed she didn't. Uh, she, she was denied business, so she started turning tables. Uh, Kindred admitted to going inside Outback with the intent to destroy the bar. (laughs) When Kindred was transported to Advent Health, the medical staff discovered she had a possible fentanyl patch in her pubic area. Oh, dear Lord. But it was later found that she did not have any narcotics in her system except THC. Kindred was charged with aggravated battery on law enforcement and felony criminal mischief. Uh, Kindred was transported to the Marion County on June 1st with a bond set at $5,000. Her court date is set for July 6th at 9 a.m. Jail records show she has not been released. Okay, so the aggravated battery on law enforcement, that'll go away. Uh, the felony criminal mischief, that'll probably get pled down on misdemeanor with restitution, I had to guess, but yeah. You notice they didn't put in there dec- indecent exposure or anything. They kind of just left that out there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, real quick, man, I looked up what a Taser 7 is. Okay. And uh, the Taser 7 CQ is built to support close quarters cartridges, which allows its probes to reach optimal spread when deployed as close as four feet. Backup shot. The Taser 7 CQ's backup shot removes the need to manually reload and improve safety and performance in the case of a missed shot or clothing disconnect. They also connect to something called the Axon Network. Which allows well, them to do something. So Taser doesn't isn't the name of the company anymore. The, the company's name is Axion, um, and everything that Axion does with the the video and the audio from the Tasers is kept in a cloud based system. They, it, it's Axion. Um, the Seven oh, okay. just must must be a newer model that I'm not familiar with. Um, right. I was certified on a bunch of them. You know, when I, not a bunch, three. But uh, I'm, I'm watching video of the incident right now. The bottle didn't even come where near the dude. You just like, took a step back and it fell in front of him. So, yeah, that definitely gets tossed. <laughs> hey, they got to throw it in there, see if it'll stick. Well, they always throw that one in there. I just I have a problem with that when they charge people with assaulting an officer when it's not an assault. Mm. 
Anyway. <laughs> Have you ever been so mad, though, that you got naked? <laughs> no. I mean, I've, I've wanted to throw throw stuff and flip tables, but, you know, I never thought of, I've got to get my dick out right now. <laughs> yeah. No. No. That's, uh, again, you know, we discussed it earlier before you even read the article, man. Like, that's not even in my available queue. You know, like, like that situation, anger plus nudity, that's like, it, it's a do not compute moment. Like, it doesn't fit in the algorithm. Well, let's go to our main event of the day. This... I couldn't believe this was real. I really couldn't. This is being reported by NBCNews.com. GOP Representative Gomert suggests altering Moon's orbit to combat climate change. Let's, let's just stop right there, Buck. You have not read this article, correct? Negative. What do you think this could possibly mean? Keep it in mind that this is a United States senator. Somebody who is supposed to be leading our country with their their knowledge and 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 wisdom. Um knowing that and knowing how that headlines can sometimes be misleading, what would you suspect that this article is about? Well, I think that uh we are about to discover that this man is also the head of a chapter for the Flat Earth Society, and they have deduced that the circular and orbital shape of the moon and the way that it circles around and does its thing can somehow impact how the weather on the Earth is reported over the flat surfaces due to the circular nature of the moon. And, uh, and that's you know, well, I, I, I just I can't even I can't even continue to make up some bullshit because it's just so preposterous. Well, before we fucking be, clue, before we get to the story, you touched on something you said about flat Earth, and I am for the first time going to give the definitive answer to any rebuttal for anybody who believes the Earth is flat. Uh, you currently live in Virginia. I lived on the East Coast, up and down. Uh, one of the, the biggest things you will see starting around Virginia, if you're heading south, um, what, what's the one thing you're going to see constantly as you head south through Virginia? The in, sky. You're going to see it in Virginia. <laughs> you're going to get into North Carolina, and then you're going to see it like every quarter mile. You're going to see a billboard. What's that billboard going to say? I have no idea. South of the border. There is a tourist trap on the North Carolina, South Carolina line. It's just in the South Carolina. It's called South of the Border. There, there's there's the, all these billboards, like every quarter mile, the entire way, that says, Pedro says, go to South of the Border. You're this far away from South of the Border. Yeah, and it is ridiculous. You will see hundreds and hundreds, no joke, of these billboards for south of the border. And there is nothing. It is literally a gigantic truck stop with all these Mexico-related uh, tchotchkes and and truck stop, you know, fare. And it's, <laughs> the biggest thing everyone in that area has is a is a bumper sticker on their car that says south of the border. They took, you know, the geographical fact that they owned property on the South Carolina side of the line, right, that you could throw a rock into North Carolina, and they called it south of the border. They marketed it. It's a huge, not much more than a truck stop, but everyone stops there. It's, they got to stop and see Pedro at south of the border. That being said... I think capitalism proves unequivocally that the earth is round because if there was an edge of the earth, there would be a tourist trap there and it would be a tourist destination. It would be. <laughs> I agree. You know, I agree. Just like in Game of Thrones, you know, I want to piss off the edge of the earth. <laughs> yep. 
So that debunks flat earthers, and I have done that here on the Social Liability Podcast. Let it be known that Raz has debunked the flat earth society. Now, Uh let's move into this nonsensical rigmarole. Representative Louis Gohmert, a Republican from Texas, suggested a congressional hearing that climate change could be combated by altering the orbit of the moon and asked the United States Forest Service whether official uh, official weather there was any way the agency could do it. Let me reread that again. The United States Postal Service officials, whether there was any way the agency could do it. Let me just clean it up there. Okay. Gomert made these comments Tuesday during a House National Natural Resources Committee hearing on four bills as he questioned Jennifer Eberlein, an associate deputy chief of the Forest Service. Quote, I understand uh, what's been testified to the Forest Service and the BLM. You want very much to work on the issues of climate change, end quote. Referring to the Bureau of Land Management, by the way, not the Black Lives Matter movement. I was informed by the immediate past director of NASA that (laughs) they found that the moon's orbit is changing slightly, and so is the Earth's orbit around the sun. We know there's been significant solar flare activity, and so is there anything the National Forest Service or the BLM can do to change the course of the moon's orbit or the Earth's orbit around the sun? Obviously, that would have, been, that would have profound effects on our climate. <laughs> and he's asking the fucking Forest Service? Yes. Eberlein wow. Eberlein res- responded smiling, quote, I would have to follow up with you on that one, Mr. Gomert. <laughs> if you... If you figure out there's a way in the Forest Service you can make that change, I'd like to know, Mr. Gomert said. <laughs> Representative Ted Lieu, a Democrat from California, offered his own solution to Gomert on Twitter on Wednesday, suggested that the Marvel Comics character Captain Marvel could handle the job. <laughs> she, can al- <laughs> she can alter planetary orbits with her superpowers. I'm going to work on a bipartisan resolution asking her for help. (laughs) After the immediate past director of NASA, Gobert referred to it in his landmarks. That would probably be Jim Biddlestein, a former member of Congress from Oklahoma who had been a climate change skeptic who argued years ago that humans aren't responsible for global warming. Global temperature changes, when they exist, correlate with a sun output and ocean cycles. Uh, he said that a position that had evolved by 2017 when then-President Donald Trump nominated him, nominated him to be NASA's administrator. Uh, the Washington Post, then after, uh, then after having heard from the experts and reading up on the topic, I came to the conclusion myself that the carbon monoxide is a greenhouse gas and that we've put a lot of it into the atmosphere and therefore we've contributed to the global warming uh, that we've seen. Oh my lord! <laughs> um, it does go on a little bit, but I mean, the, the crux of it is this dude's actually. Hey, uh, can you work on changing the orbit of the planet and the moon <laughs> to the Forest Service? Can you imagine testifying before Congress and having a fucking congressman ask you that? I would have asked him. Do you know who just shit in my underpants? <laughs> like oh, this guy's seen Armageddon too many times like just because you're in the government doesn't mean that you have the authority to make up solutions and actually have them work <laughs> alright we gotta fight comic change get me Bruce Willis <laughs> yeah 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 I mean come on man jeez and he he was confident enough that he said this before in Open committee in Congress. Oh my God! He said this in front of other people. Is just, what you're saying? Just in general, <laughs> yes. <laughs> just other people in general. Like somebody didn't catch him rehearsing a speech in front of a mirror, and now they're just like quoting his makeup rants in front of a mirror. No, this actually happened. This actually happened. Yes. Okay, just for context. Thank you. Indeed. 
<laughs> People voted for this man. <laughs> right. Whatever your belief on climate change is, it doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. This motherfucker actually thought we could change the orbit of the Earth and the moon. We're just going to build a giant engine and mount it to Iowa <laughs> and fire it off. You know, this uh, this just in, Raz. Uh, he was uh, th- there were inquiries as to how do you propose to get the funding to even draw up a solution. And the representative was quoted as saying, we'll talk to Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> He's got it in his money ban. Oh, my Lord. Like we've had some stupid mothers on this show, dude, but that that one takes the freaking cake. Yeah. Well, I mean, granted, we've had people who are certainly guilty of doing some some things that I I would I would have no problem calling them dumber. However, this man takes the cake merely because of the fact that he is an elected official. This is a man in a position of authority and power and leadership. And asserting leadership. Yeah, and that, and this is what he is going to assert. Okay, you're right. And uh, climate change is the actual problem. Okay. Okie dokie, Orchokey. I mean, geez, man. <laughs> the fact that you're right. And, he uh, said this in front of people. End of end end, right. end statement. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next up, folks. Uh. You know, we're going to replay exactly what happened, and we're going to call this what happens when a monkey actually tries to fuck a football. And uh, there there, you will actually have it. Oh, my God. Well, that, that unfortunately, is all we have for this, this episode, Buck. <laughs> um, if you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you know, whether it be Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, overcast cast box doesn't matter if you would like and subscribe that would be helpful to us um and just tell a friend that's the one thing we ask we don't ask you to to donate money we just ask you to to help pass the word and get us out there more people that listen the better and the the more that we can continue to make episodes like this word well thank you for your contribution buck that being said folks i'm the (laughs) rasgris saying goodbye on behalf of the buck rundle And we'll see you next week on the Social Liability Podcast.